Hey, everybody. Welcome in. Another edition of The Wrap. Tom Mazzoway, Clarence Black, Ethan Perlman in the house. You hate that song, don't you? No, I got to look to it now. <laughs> Wait, no, you want to hear my lyrics? No, Here's my, no, no listen to my lyrics. Get your hot wings now. Get your hot wings now. Get your hot okay. wings now. Okay. For the match. All right. In case you missed it, uh, on our last show, we had Lynn Henning, uh, our good buddy, and uh, the Marlins have been sequestered for at least a week. So their season has been postponed, or uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, Paused (laughs) for now. We'll see how long this this carnival can keep going on. I mean, it is what it is. They're not in a bubble. Uh, Our good friend Rod Beard is in a bubble uh, with Lou Williams, I think. Uh, Rod Beard from the Detroit News joins (laughs) us. That's uh, a married man, man. I I get that man hemmed up like that. What's wrong with you, man? Lou! What's up there, Rod? How you doing, guys? How's it going? (laughs) We're good, man. We're good. I'm sorry, Rod, man. This dude. Mr. Thomas Beard, you ain't been to no Magic City, man. (laughs) Never never have I ever. (laughs) Hey, we we all said someone's jumping the line, but but, the... I mean, he got caught red-handed. Lou Williams, just fill us in, uh, Rod, in case in case no one has been listening, to, uh, paying attention to the NBA. What did good old Lou Williams do? Well, he he was going out and he got an excused absence uh, because his grandfather passed, and he was going to the funeral and somewhere in between the funeral and the repast, and and hey, I got to get these wings. And uh, Lou Williams went to Magic City, which is a. Um, an adult gentleman's ballet establishment yeah. uh, and, and went and got some wings. And full disclosure, the Magic City is known for its wings. If you look at the menu, they are called the Lou Williams Lemon Pepper Barbecue Wings. And by all accounts, and there was a story in The Athletic today about a guy who went uh, just to try the wings. The, the wings are fine. They're out there. I've never had them. I don't know about them, but people in Atlanta swear by them and say that it's worth the trip if you're going to go. So he All right. went there. A, a rapper took a picture and put it on Instagram with him. Oh, boy. And so the NBA kind of got wind of it and said, hey, you're out. You're supposed to be at this funeral. You're out at Magic City. I don't know about their wings, but they it, it's known for their other activities. So <laughs> uh, when he went back in, he now he has – it's what should have been like a four-day quarantine he was in, but now it's like a 10-day quarantine because he was out among the general public. And so we, we talked about what that's going to look like when you're in the in the NBA bubble and you go out and try to do other stuff. But that kind of is what it is. Now, did he know that the, this rapper was taking a picture with him and putting it out there? I mean, wouldn't he be smart enough to say, please, you know, I'm incognito here, man. Yeah, and, and it sounds like you're he's just going to pick up some wings. And so even if it's in the to-go line and you stop at the bar and – cop a, a peek in and see what the other entertainers are doing, then, I mean, you're, you're probably good with that. And he had a mask on. The other guy had a mask on. So uh, that part of it was good. But I, I, I just don't know with people in this right. era, with, with posting everything on social media, it right. just should have been very clear. This doesn't go anywhere. I'm not even taking this picture. Let me, give me your phone, yeah. actually. Let me delete yeah. that. Let me yeah. delete some other pictures that you probably shouldn't have taken. You know what I tell my, my kids? Look, if you're having your friends over or if you're out with your friends, and do not even think about putting anything on social media because you didn't invite this one. You didn't invite this one. You're gonna who's feeling? You don't don't broadcast what you're doing. Is that that's number one in today's day and age? Yeah, everything has to be on some kind of social media. And it might have been this this rapper, whoever this guy is, was excited to see Lou. Will. Well, okay, keep it in your phone and you can share it with your friends or whatever. But this doesn't have to be on social media. And, and part of that is Lou Williams' fault for. 
um, letting that happen, letting somebody take a picture. I mean, it's obviously his fault for even going. Let's let's not right. miss that part. Right. But if you're taking pictures with other people, you know that it's going to get out. That's not even but if it, a question. It, so the the so there are two there are two questions at play. One no, there are ten questions at play. <laughs> I'll give you two. <laughs> All right, so was it a safety issue? And then the other thing is, if this was Pizza Hut, so if he was at a if he was at a local Pizza Hut, getting a getting a carryout, is this an issue, or was it is this a more of a morality play because of the type of establishment? I think it's it's if it was Pizza Hut or or any other establishment, it would have been exactly the same. If you're on an excused absence, you kind of go do what you have to do, and there's a, I guess there's a, a different the smaller trackable attendance at this funeral that he's going to. Um, but then if you go out in general public and just kind of mingle with everybody, we can't trace that. We don't know who was there and who wasn't there. So if something goes wrong with that, it's just, it, it, it puts the NBA in a bind when you do that. And so we don't know who you're around when you come back in the bubble. Now, instead of four days, it's 10 days. So the NBA so I, wants I, I, a minute by minute, like a minute by minute, a who are you around, like a no and they are not playing around. Because look, look, you look at the Marlins. Yeah, no, what I, would a, I, we I all we all said, what were the Marlins doing? Were they no, bobbing for it. apples? And, what, and what Rod, the hell were they doing? Rod, I didn't know this, but I guess Christoph Porzingis <laughs> got a one, basically what amounts to a suspension. They put him in quarantine. He's in the bubble. He missed. He he missed his. I guess his daily his daily his exam. Daily yeah. And they gave yeah. him a. They gave, basically put him in prison for a day. <laughs> like they're not no, playing but, around. But they are not playing around in the bubble, and that, that shows you the seriousness and severity of following every single piece of that, um, that that booklet that they have with all of the procedures in it because we have to be sure of what's going on. If you miss a day of your testing and that's the day you turn a positive, you can blow this whole bubble up. And again, people said, well, the, the bubble was extreme, and now we see with what the Marlins are going through that maybe it's not. Maybe the NBA had it right all along that if you're going to try to restart, the only kind of true way to restart that makes sense is in a bubble where everybody's getting tested every day and, and baseball is every other day. You get tested every day, you keep staying in a confined area, and we can kind of figure out and, and know that you're negative if these daily tests are negative, but we don't have to worry about it because you're not mingling with too many other people outside of that bubble. Rod Beer joins us, Detroit News, uh, here on The Wrap. Uh, let's face it, the two bubbled sports, NHL and NBA, have been doing really good so far, but the two sports, baseball and football, and we've said this, there's a lot more people in those sports. It's it's going to be almost impossible to keep a track of all of those people. I don't know what they can do going forward, Rod, with baseball. What do you what's your thought on this, on this latest happening? Well, I, I think with baseball, you could have, in the beginning, if you had bubbled baseball, you would have been fine because it's only a 30-man roster that they're carrying, and that's only going to go down to 26. So if basketball is 15 plus the staff people and it's a 35 cap on each basketball team or the people that's traveling, then you know what you're dealing with. With baseball, because you're going city to city, I think that's the biggest issue is that they're traveling. They're not in a bubble and they're traveling and going on the road. If you just I, I can't even see it. If, if they had done it in uh, Arizona, let's say, and they put everybody in Arizona or in Florida and stayed in their spring training sites, it had a better chance of working than having everybody go back home. You're around your kids, you're around your family. Um, and so you're not only bringing things into the games and the clubhouse when you go, but you're taking things back home. So it's just going both ways that's going to make this really 
uh, precarious for baseball moving forward. They're just going to have to say, look, we're putting people in a bubble. We're putting people in a hotel and you can't go home if you're going to stick to this. But those were two hotbeds, Florida and Arizona. And you're putting people in there. They all they're all going to get sick. No, but it's the same thing that Orlando's in Florida, and that's where the bubble is, too. If you create a bubble in a state, the, 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 the whole thing is just the bubble. You can't let people roam around freely and then just come back to the park the next day or go in the clubhouse the next day because it's bad enough that you're dealing with not just the players, but you've got the clubhouse attendants and the staff and everybody else who's around there. It's essentially just saying, just go and do whatever you're doing. Have, be smart about it, telling your teenage kids, go and be smart about it. And they don't have the responsibility, and they, they don't have all the same restraints that you would in a bubble. Rod, the, Tim Sankey has said, we are going to play. The governors of the SEC states have said they want to see play. The president has said that, hey, some of these, some of these states, SEC football is, the revenue is, quote, unquote, essential. And and therefore, we could theoretically see SEC football considered an essential business. To that end, I've I've seen people talking about you know, hey, look, can could you conceivably bubble the entire SEC football in Atlanta? You've you've got the dome, you've got some facilities there. Do you honestly think that that's something we could see that we could that they could actually the SEC could actually pull off, you know, some type of bubble season? in a place no. like Atlanta or, or New Orleans. No, and, and, and the, the fact that we're using essential now in such a stretched way, Magic City was deemed an essential service, <laughs> an essential business. We're just throwing essential around and it doesn't have any meaning anymore. Football is not essential. Let's stop pretending that it is. Baseball is not, none of these sports are essential things. So if you're not going to do it right, then don't even try to do it. You, you can bubble it and you can try it, but football with the number of people that you're dealing with, especially on a college team, if you're talking 80, 90 people per school, are you just going to do the, the SEC by itself, your own conference, and you're playing conference well, games? That's what that's they're it? saying. That's what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, that's what they're I mean, saying. You, you, you can try it, but you're dealing with a much big – and you're dealing with college-age kids. That's a, a big difference, too. So we've talked about with NBA players, and you're going out and you're getting tacos, are you doing the same thing with college kids who are who deem themselves invincible almost by definition – it's, it's, it's a harder play, yeah. and you're going to have a lot more to deal with when you talk about curfews. We've heard about curfews uh, for college football games and guys having to sit for the first half or not be able to start because they miss curfew just on a regular and normal time. So what are we talking about here with, uh, with COVID and how players are going to treat this? I, I don't think enough people are taking this seriously, and you're not paying them, so you can't make them do anything. What do you, right. What's the consequence if a guy isn't in his room or, or gets outside the bubble that you have? I just don't buy it. And 13 NFL players have already opted out. The Patriots have got six guys that say we're not playing this year already for the NFL season. Yeah, I, I think people are starting to wise up to it. We saw the tweet from David Price yesterday saying Major League Baseball doesn't care about the health of their players because they didn't do this all the way. They just right. kind of half-butted it and said, hey, we're going we're gonna to have you play, but you can go home and do everything that you would normally do. And we don't have a procedure for what happens if there is a positive test or a slew of positive tests. Everybody knows us that, that you have to think through that entire process beforehand. And Rob Manfred is, is sitting trying to think now about what the next steps are. You should already know this because you've played this through and you have a playbook for it. Hey, Rod, we're going to check in with you another time. I appreciate you coming on with us. And uh, stay healthy. You're looking good. And uh, we'll chat with you maybe next week. 
Anytime, guys. I appreciate it. All right. Rod Beard, Detroit News, uh, joins us. And, you know, football already, and we said it earlier, if you're already bagging out of the game, like David Price was the first guy yeah, in, mm-hmm. in baseball to say, you know what, Let's I'm going to give this guy credit. I was yeah. pissed at him when he was here with the Tigers. I really was. Right. I didn't think he took in Detroit, and I think you could back me up on this. I, I, I didn't like what happened with him against Osmus. Remember when he went in and got undressed? And, oh, yeah. And, and I, I didn't a, like any of that horse crap. But the guy's smart. Yeah. He's so, a parent. Yeah, he's smart. He's a parent. Uh, Lynn Henning said it. Rod, Rod is saying it. We've been saying it the whole time. Look, we love sports. Yeah. I don't see what we should can it. I'm telling you, we should can it. Yeah. We should can it. Well, remember, Hot, Dante Hightower's issue is very simple. He's like, he he just, I mean, and look, I'm I'm not old enough to. They got to, enough money. Well, and I'm, I also, but I also will say, Ethan, and you'll experience this, man. It, there's nothing, when your firstborn comes into the world, it changes you. And as I know, it was probably the same. The same for you. When your baby, when you meet, when you meet your baby for the first time, man, it it changes you in ways I can't even describe. Yeah, it changes. And you. he had a baby on the 16th of July. So what are we? What is yeah. it? The 27th? Yeah, 28th. Yeah. So the man's 27th. kid, the man's kid, he's looking at his 11 day year old thing that he loves now more than life itself. Yeah. And he's saying, Do I want to play football <laughs> or do I want to provide the safest environment? Yeah. Told you, James Franklin. Yeah. James Franklin at the time they did the real Brian Gumble. They did the real yeah. sports real taping. Sports. Yeah, um, Florida wasn't yet. It was it was relatively safe. It was safer than Pennsylvania. So James Franklin had said took hey, his family there. Yeah, he said I will I will come back and coach if there's going to be football. You all stay here. And now he's like, no, you guys got to. Yeah, he's got to get, get the hell them, out of there. The hell out of there yeah. and bring them to Pennsylvania. I mean, so parents don't have to say you don't have to say two words to me when you're a parent because I get it. I I I think about it. You know, I got to get on a plane and go to, you know, to, to do some work for the military. And it, it man, I'm like, look, eh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling some kind of way. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you look at, for example, David Price, you know, people say money's an issue for some of these players. I mean, he took a portion of his money and he gave it to these minor league players who knew from the yeah. get go they weren't going to have a season. Right. So those Dodger minor leaguers got an income and then he's comfortable enough also saying, I'm, I'm opting out for the protection of myself and for my family. I mean, there are players that I'm surprised didn't opt out. Mike Trout being one of them. Yeah. He was, yeah. Remember, he was on the bubble. He was, kind, on, he was literally, on the bubble, on the bubble. because <laughs> I believe they're expecting their their yeah. first kid yeah. still. Yeah. And the whole, the whole reason why he was against a bubble was because he knew when they had their kid, he wouldn't be able to yeah. see their kid. And, I bet you he uh, bails. Well, I, how bet about, you, uh, I bet you're going to see players he, he start to bail. Well, how about Buster and his wife? They're, mm-hmm. They adopted uh, yeah. with, uh, uh, newborns, right? They uh, adopted twins, right? Twins. Yeah. And they just said they're going. They they just got the the Buster finalized. The, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. They, him and his wife they finalized the fostering process or mm-hmm. the adoption process or whatever it is. But he just said he already knew. And then oh by the way, hey, Ethan, how smart did those umpires look? The one the and, eleven and specifically the ones that are in that hire. We're talking about that. Joe West, that thirty-five, to, thirty-five to sixty category. Yeah, you, yeah. You tell, tell me, Joe West isn't sitting back going, yeah. "I'm glad." And hey, you know what, Mass? I'm glad I didn't do that Marlins game. Yeah, thank yeah. God. And how about the Nationals saying, "Hey, no, we're not going to Miami this weekend. We're not going." Mm-hmm. And then you know, half an hour later, baseball's like, yeah. "Okay, you're right." I'll slap this on on the Marlins because you don't well, hear from Manford a no. lot. You really don't no. hear from him, I except he's full speed ahead. But he really, yeah. you're just running into the Hudson River. You're not going anywhere. I mean, he did do an interview yesterday, but it really did not address a whole lot other no. than we're no. sticking forward with the season and we're just going to 
take it as it comes. Well, By the way, doing the contact, the contact tracing is assume the contact tracing is going to take a week because you've got to take every mm-hmm. single positive test and work your way backwards. And more importantly, you probably more than likely the thing you're going to have to do is you're going to get daily testing of the of the uh, the non the ones that yeah. that are that are not that didn't test positive and wait and see because with this thing. I mean, you can you can you can literally go. Oh, I'm good. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, positive test on a Friday, and it's just and then a, a negative test on a Saturday and a positive test on a Sunday. Like this thing is just bananas. Well, and all these players that did test positive from the Marlins are still stuck in Pennsylvania. Look at Soto. They, he can't get two. He can't get no. two negatives together. No. Yeah. So he wants to play. I feel good. I know you feel good, but you're still having the infection with you that you can give yeah. to you, Ethan, the, mm-hmm. to the bat boy. Yeah. To the pitching coach, to anybody. to anybody, and then it yeah. might affect them in a deadly way. Mm-hmm. And the thing with the with the Phillies right now, no player, no coach has tested positive. There is, however, one clubhouse uh, attendant for the visiting side Not that, good. that did test positive. Yeah. So and the, they played the Marlins. They played the Marlins, right. and the whole deal of the game being canceled again today with the Yankees, the Yankees yeah. was that the the Yankees are wanting to be cautious because they are afraid that someone within the oh, I Phillies you organization just pull the plug, is man. positive. Hey, pull the citizens, plug. what is it, Citizens Bank? Oh, yeah. that, that place, I yeah. bet you can smell the... Clean, oh, from yeah. the freeway. Pull the pull the. What plug. is that freeway that runs along that? Where because they've got the. I forget. Was it the like Eagles. The, you got the Eagles yeah, and yeah. The, everything. Everything is right hey, there. Look at that here, man. I, I think it's that, the Pennsylvania. I bet they, I bet they can smell the Clorox at Tony Luke's. Yeah. yeah. I guarantee. You're probably right. Hey, um, where were you guys 21 years ago? Today. I was just turned three years old. You were three, so, so you wouldn't remember this. <laughs> I remember exactly where I was because I was on the air with WJR on Sports Rap, and. We were at Saginaw Valley covering the Lions, and we had just gotten back uh, from Saginaw Valley, and we are doing a show, Dan Dickerson, myself, and Steve Courtney, and we broke the news that I'm going to play. We got a little little tape Ooh. here from 21 years ago, little ESPN throwback here. David? Hi, folks, and welcome to Sports Center in need of a retirement community, and it's not for us. With Bill Pito, I'm Steve Levy. First Jordan, then Gretzky, then Elway, now this, which, unlike the others, was completely unexpected. And we're not even talking about Dominic Hasek, not yet anyway. Instead of sweating in Saginaw at Lions training camp, Barry Sanders is vacationing in London, and as far as football is concerned, might as well be for good. Only one average Sanders season away from breaking the NFL's all-time rushing record, the 31-year-old today announced he is retiring from pro football after 10 seasons. The game's most elusive running back has his uniforms. reasons, and apparently making more money is not among them. The statement now from Sanders, and it went like this. My desire to exit the game is greater than my desire to remain in it. I have searched my heart through and through and feel comfortable with this decision. I leave on good terms with everyone in the organization. (coughs) I am not involved in a salary dispute of any kind. If I had played this season, I would have earned a more than satisfactory salary. Hmm. And Sanders continued, shortly after the end of last season, I felt that I probably would not return for the 1999-2000 season. I also felt that I should take as much time as possible to sort through my feelings and make sure my feelings were backed with conviction, end quote from Barry Sanders. 
The Lions have put Sanders on the reserve, did not report list. Not That's the, the judge. Bill split Pete up right there. That means Sanders can be activated at any time this season until December 5th. <laughs> if he joins a team before then, he can play in the playoffs. Lions GM Chuck Schmidt says the Lions have no intention of trading Sanders. As a group, the Lions are stunned, says wide receiver Johnny Morton. We're in a state of shock. More now from Ed Werder. On the day before they report to training camp, the Detroit Lions found that the football's already gone flat on them. The first practice of the post-Barry Sanders era was conducted Wednesday in an atmosphere of disbelief that the running back who could become the NFL's career rushing leader has decided to retire from the only pro team for which he's played. I expected him to be here, but... Look at Charlie. You know, that's his decision, and all we could do is move on from there. A few of us were in the locker room earlier, and it was Johnny's kind of a type of thing where you break up with the girlfriend or something, and then... You just can't believe anything. Maybe in a couple of weeks we'll work things out. And that's what I may be overly optimistic, but hopefully he'll come back in a couple of weeks after he misses football for a little while. It's a huge hole missing. It's not just any running back. It's Barry. You see right behind Johnny Morton there, the guy with the blonde hair that was floating around? That was Dan Dickerson, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wrote him today. I'm like, hey, check out the show later. You made a cameo appearance. So, yeah, Barry Damn. Sanders retired. We were on the air. It was one of our five-hour extravaganzas yeah. on WJR, and we were the first radio station to break it. We were. I was personally calling these Lions that I had their numbers for, mm -hmm. and I'm waking them up. I woke up Mike Compton, I remember, and I'm like, you know Barry retired? And he's like, oh, what are you, are you pranking me at this time? They all thought it was a joke. They all thought it was an absolute joke. Barry, I mean, uh, Bobby Ross, he he had one of his best seasons under Bob Bobby Ross, but he never really took to him as a head coach. Clarence, you remember that was that yeah, day? Yeah, man. I I remember driving and I remember listening, just like wait, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Like it it was such a and so for me, it was I had just graduated, so I like I literally was like kind of going into adulthood, and I remember feeling like man, like. I don't know why I thought it just selfishly, but I was like, man, is this what is this what it's like being a grown up? Like this sucks. It does. Like, I want to go back to being a kid when Barry was playing. Like it just was such a like you the world didn't make sense, man. And the and the next time that the next thing that happened where the world didn't make sense, as silly as it sounds, because the two aren't comparable, but it was nine eleven. Of course. Literally where yeah. I was just like, wait, what hold up, what just and I remember literally just the entire city just kind of being like, what just happened? That fall of 99, and then yeah. the two years later, September. that entire yeah. fall of 2001 just kind of like, just haze. Fog. Yeah. No just doubt. Like that. That was... Except the fog of 9-11 was over the nation. For us in Detroit, it was just, you know, obviously. I mean, I watched those buildings being built as a young guy growing up that's, there. That's and then amazing. to see them come down yeah. like that, I'll never get but over that's it. The, those are the two, and don't write me and tell me. I just told you. I'm just saying from a description, the, those are the two things where just the haze did not. It was wild. But Barry, man, I mean, he could all he needed was a regular average season yeah. to mm -hmm. pass Walter Payton. Yeah. And he had it, no question. But here's a guy that could have had a rushing title one year. And he's early fourth quarter. He goes to the bench. Wayne Fonts tells him, hey, look, you only need like, I forgot how many yards. I think it was three yards, five yards to beat Christian Okoye. Christian Okoye just ran in. He's done. The Chiefs game was over. He's the NFL's leading rusher this year. You want me to put you in? The game was out of reach. The Lions were dominating. He's like, nah. He went and sat on the bench. Didn't even want to. Didn't give a damn about 
being the number one rusher that year. This guy was a special guy. He was, man. He was a special. And guy. and when he was when he was done, he was done. Done. And that's and one we of the can't things, understand that because well, we no, can't wrap our head no. around something like that. But we also, if you think about this business, right? If you think about what we do on the air, a lot of it it is it is the praise of athletes. But it, a lot of it is also kind of the, you know, we, we destroy them a little bit. Yeah. Now, granted, it's often when they make choices. But, like, you know, we were joking about Tyson and, and um, Roy Jones fighting at 54 That's and 51 collectively. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think you think of how much time we spend kind of blame-basting guys who stick around a little too Like, you know, we're dealing with Miggy now. Is he sticking around a little bit too long? Look at Emmett Smith. He, just, he, he, Emmett, a, he, he retired Cardinal, a Cardinal. A Cardinal. That's gross. Gross, but, but he got the he wanted to win the t- the title and he got it. Yeah, but think about man. There's very few guys that get to go out on top, and when they say, "Man, I'm done, I'm done," and maybe Barry was just one of the guys that realized, like, "Hey, running backs." You, think about this: How many running backs get to 31 now? Not many. Nope. Look at Sean Alexander. What a shooting Sean star Alexander. he was. Yeah. Priest, hey, he was done like at 27. Hey, here's a separate show: running backs who yeah. literally came like the wind. blew up. Priest, Priest Holmes. Holmes. Yeah. And Who now, was the guy? And I mean, every, Todd Gurley. Every, now. every every back for the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> Natron means. I mean, we, we will every have a show Steeler like this. running back ever. We will, and they always put a new guy out, <laughs> yeah. and he's good too. Yeah, yeah. but that I mean, the names. The and you know why? You so. know the names because of damn fantasy. I, I don't think <laughs> yeah. Priest Holmes was the fantasy god for like two years. Yeah. Chris Ivory, Chris Barry, Johnson, Barry Sanders. We're gonna miss you. We missed you. I'm glad you're out there again. You're yeah, doing your man. thing. We love you, man. Uh, 21 years. Dude, you were the best. Thanks to David B. in Ellington. Uh, Stevie Mack helping us out. Clarence and Ethan, you guys, uh, we'll talk then on a couple of days from now, right? Yes. We'll do it again. T. That. Foss and Jimmy King coming up next right here on NRM Streamcast.